Welcome to Exceptional Leaders, a podcast series showcasing exceptional leaders in the business community who are doing interesting, exciting, and innovative things throughout North America. This series is powered by Forward Path Group, leaders in executive search, outsourced human resources, and assessments. Good morning, everyone. It's uh, Exceptional Leaders podcast with uh, John Watts here. We've got uh, a really informative and insightful leader with us today. His name is Doug Watt. Uh, no relation to me, uh, but uh, good friends over a long period of time. His background is uh, with math and comp side of Waterloo. He's been in technology and revenue, revenue growth and generation for years. Um, background is really diverse. Uh, he'll get into this in a, a little bit later, but government agencies, he worked for Deloitte, Silicon Graphics, a bunch of really, really, really good companies. Uh, he did an incredible shift just in the last couple of years. It's going to Vox Neuro, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, going from large companies, government to a startup takes you know a lot of a uh, lot of trust, and uh, really proud of Doug for for taking that. It's uh, really an incredible jump, and he's doing a great job at the at the moment. Um, I'm going to read because Vox Neuro is such a sort of an innovative company. I'm going to read this, and then we'll go into a little bit of my own words and go from there. But and obviously Doug will get into with you more, um, more of this in a second, but it says on the website, Fox Neuro is backed by more than 30 years of peer reviewed scientific research and offers the only neuro technology that scores multiple cognitive functions to support proactive brain health, informed clinical decision-making and customized care. Fox Neuro's uh, electroencephalography, EEG protocol and medical software analyze and compare patients event-related Potentials ERPs to Vox Neuro's normative database to determine cognitive function scores of memory, information processing, attention, and concentration. So I'm going to dumb that down a little bit for because uh, I had to for myself after talking with, with Doug. It really is, and your website says it perfectly. It says, give the brain a voice. And what that does is my understanding, Doug, is Vox Neuro is going in, baselining the function of the brain activity. And then allowing you to look at that over time for different cognitive degeneration. So be it from, you know, my background and my family's background, we've all had some sporting concussions. Um, we've had Alzheimer's in the family. Obviously, this is very worrisome. Um, and you really want to know how, the, how your brain is working. And, and Vox Neuro has got some incredible technology around that. So um, with that said, I'll uh, formally uh, push it over to you here, Doug, and, and really appreciate your time this morning. But why don't you give your, before you get into Vox Neuro, just do a little bit of background about yourself and uh, yep. then, then we'll jump into some other questions. Welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's great, John. Thanks. And, uh, and I really appreciate being here with you today. Um, it, it's, it's a great program that you're, uh, that you're running here and happy part of it. So, yeah, I mean, you, you touched on uh, a little bit what I've done. My, my background has largely been in the consulting and software world with, with one foray uh, into the public sector. I spent, uh, uh, almost seven years at eHealth Ontario, um, not that long ago, and uh, you know, proud of that work as well. We did some really, some really great things uh, over the last number of years, where I had an opportunity to to lead a team full of dedicated, committed people. Um, and you know, it's interesting, and I'll get into this later about what leadership is. And, and leadership, to me, is, is as often as not, is a demonstration of the people that are working for you and under you and with you. Um, and when, when they do well, you do well. Um, and so I, I've had the, the pleasure of working with a, a lot of great people over the years. So you touched on Silicon Graphics. Um, that was actually probably one of the coolest companies I ever worked for. 
Second week on the job, I ended up uh, down in a virtual reality cave walking on the International Space Station. So wow. that's a company that was, yeah, that was really, that was really neat. And so that's a company that, that really was a leader, um, but is a good example of what happens when leaders don't adapt and adjust because they no longer exist. They're part of the great scrap heap that is uh, hardware companies that, uh, that didn't adjust and just kept doing the same old, same old and, uh, and suffered for it. Um, and so, but other than that, I started with Coopers and Librand that then became part of PwC. And you talked about just before joining Vox Neuro as I went back into that same field with Deloitte. So I went from one of the big eight to one of the big four um, <laughs> because of all the M&A activity that had gone on in, uh, yeah. in that space. And then uh, a couple of other smaller software companies along the way as well. And then consulting tended to be always with a big name, um, CGI's in there as well. And then some uh, some smaller kind of startup, post-startup, some that have done well and some that are no longer with us anymore. But now I'm with one that um, is really just, you know, when I think about what our opportunity is at Vox Neuro, um, it really is, um, it's staggering, I think, that the impact that we're going to be able to have, uh, we kind of, the moniker that we've, we've deemed is the brain company. It's not about, you talked about concussion. Absolutely, there's, uh, we've worked with um, patients that, are, that have had concussion. That's kind of been a core of what our early business was. Um, you talked about dementia. I mean, absolutely, there's, there's things that we're gonna be able to do that will help there. It is a general cognitive health assessment that we're performing. Um, and that's going to be something that is applicable for so many different individuals and, and provide something that frankly has been missing in the market. Um, for so, so long. And so that's why I'm really excited about what our opportunity is in the, in the space. Yeah, and Doug, you and I have both worked for, for big technology firms and, 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 and sales. This is different because it hits people personally. Um, you know, I think that's a special time in your career and, and use your leadership from past experiences to really help grow that. It really does make a difference. You know, I really did, I'm just gonna, you said something, it's a demonstration of the people that work for you. Um, to reflect your leadership skills. And, and I think that's just a really interesting way to look at that is, you know, you're, you're, you're the people that you either work for or around, um, that is really, you know, as you grow as a leader, those people become better, right? So it's in, you know, the sports analogy is someone's in that team that makes the others better. I mean, that's what leadership is. So yeah. pretty interesting. So tell me a little bit about your current role now. Um, yeah. A little bit more, what are you up to? How are you leveraging those leadership skills now at Vox Nero? Right on. Yeah, so so I'm uh, the, I mean, as the chief revenue officer, John, which was uh, not exactly sure when that title arrived on the scene. Um, but uh, really what I'm in helping them do and, and, you know, working with them to do is define and then start to deliver on our go-to-market strategy, which is including building up a, uh, a sales strategy and a sales force that uh, is, is going to be, um, you know, delivering on some pretty aggressive numbers that we've got over the next, uh, over the next three to five years. Our focus will be primarily in the U.S. market. Um, we have a presence in Canada. We are a proudly Canadian company in the healthcare uh, world, though the unfortunate reality is that south of the border is where the big opportunity is. Uh, and we've recognized that, and that is what we'll be focusing and continuing to support as much as possible um, the Canadian opportunity. So I'm kind of the, the crazy old uncle uh, in the company. The three founders, the three founders are uh, a father um, who's 
science this is all based on Dr. John Conley, who's been, uh, he's, he's actually a, a world-renowned um, neurologist, one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life. You'd never know what he's actually accomplished in just uh, talking to him, but he's down, done some really groundbreaking work. Um, and then his son and his son's life partner are the other two founders. Um, and, the, and the two of them, uh, James and Kimberly, have done a phenomenal job with John over the last four years, kind of commercializing, taking the first steps and getting ready now to really go out and make this happen. And we're seeing some amazing things happen since I've joined uh, in January. Um, so a big part of it is aside from, and this is, you know, I'll, I'll talk about this a bit later, a bit later is the difference between what a title bestows on you with what your title at a job is and just what who you are allows you to do from a leadership perspective. So you're expected to be a leader for those that work for you. And, and you talked on that, you yeah. talked on that. But one of the things that I learned early is that leadership actually doesn't come with a title. Leadership just comes by doing what you know needs to be done. And it's not just the people that work for you that will follow. It's those around you that when they see that you've got a, a vision and, and good ideas and good direction that they take that and, and they work with you. So really mentoring the other uh, the other members of our leadership team and, and all the other members of the company. Aside from John, um, uh, I think everyone else in the company is basically in their 20s and 30s. And so it is, a, there's a young energy that's just amazing to be part of. One of the questions I had to ask myself and I had to answer myself confidently was, was I ready and willing to jump in and, and embrace that energy and be part of that energy and put in the the time it was going to take. And uh, the more I talked, the more that I realized that the obvious answer is yes, I am. Um, and so, you know, as part of that, when we, when I first started every morning at eight 30, we had a, a call amongst the leadership team, just what do you got going on for the, for today? Are you stuck on anything? Do you need some help? And, and then away we go. And then we picked up again at the end of the day. And it was less about the specifics of the work you had to do and more about you know, what do you take from that? What do we need to do about that? Is there something we should do differently? And so that's been, for me, probably the most enjoyable part is, you know, even, even my boss um, is thirsty for, for knowledge and learning. And so uh, he and I have developed a great relationship and, and we feed off each other and learn from each other. Um, and that's, you know, I think another aspect of, of good leadership is never stop learning. You know, as soon as you think you know everything, eventually people are going to stop listening to you because you've got nothing new to say. Yeah. And so I think, I think leadership as well it is very much driven by identifying what as a group uh, and as an organization, we have to go out and tackle and, and uh, take on. Um, and that often is going to involve learning and, and finding out about stuff that you knew nothing about yesterday or a week ago. I mean, I, I knew what an EEG was, but I knew very little, little bit about the specifics of how it worked. Uh, and now I'm, you know, supposed to be viewed as an expert as we go and talk about it. So it really is, um, you know, showing the people what we need to do um, and then going out and doing it. So uh, you're smart, Doug. You stuck with the acronym. I actually tried to say the word. So yeah. next time leadership will be keep the acronyms. But uh, I see you as uh, maybe the uh, the Doug Lasso, uh, Lasso of Fox. You know, I just started watching Ted Lasso. So, you know, being open. Uh, open to learn, listen, um, come into organizations and, uh, you know, leveraging that, that, that young energy too is so important. Um, 
and also what you talked about self-reflection right so being a leader you always have to step back and say where am i where have i been what are my blind spots how do i do better um i think that's uh, you sort of and knowing when and knowing when you need help um yeah i think that for a lot of people starting their career they view asking for help as a weakness and one of the pieces of advice I've always given young people coming into an organization that I have the pleasure of working with is it's actually quite the opposite. It is, it's a demonstration of self-awareness that, listen, I can go spend a week trying to figure something out, or I can go ask someone who probably already knows either the answer or what I need to do to get the answer. And then I can spend a day or two. And so I think that's a really important, a really awesome. important Absolutely. to give people. Uh, another question here is sort of tangent a little bit. So you came in, biggest challenges, startup, what are, what were they? How have you been tackling? I'm obviously getting, I don't like to say suppliers. I like to say partners because my first boss said, never call someone a supplier. It's a partner because, yeah. you know, you know, that's just how I view it. So with your new partners or partners you're onboarding, probably a huge part of your business. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So certainly that, that's been a big, a big challenge. One of the biggest challenges for me personally, actually, John, was, um, you know, I came from an organization where out for the last for the last ten plus years, um, I had either one or two kind of EA type resources that were that were doing all the uh, sort of all the the grunt work, all the dirty work for me. Yeah, and I, and and beyond that, and then you know, I learned later that they were doing things on my behalf and for me that made me look good that I didn't even know was being done. And so that was a, that was a big thing. Now you come into a small startup and it's, you know, it's roll the sleeves up and dig in and get it done. So um, that took a little bit of, of getting used to again, even just, you know, managing your own calendar and things like that, where you're not used to it. It is, um, it takes some time. And yeah, I missed a few meetings, missed a few calls along the way, but, but it's all good. I mean, I, I there's, just things that, uh, frankly, I forgot how much I enjoyed working with spreadsheets sometimes because that's been a part of what we've uh, uh, needed to do as we put our financial models and everything else together. But, but yeah, in terms of then establishing that that foundation for what we're going to do, yes, it's built in part on some some good hires, but you hit the nail on the head. It's really built around building up a network of not just like-minded, but really good partners, both that, you know, you would call support, uh, suppliers in another in another context, and we have some of those, but also that are going to help in the business development world that are truly partners around yeah. introductions and visibility um, and, and brand awareness that, you know, one of the investors that we've been working with, he keeps talking about logos and, and associating yourself with logos are a good thing, especially logos that themselves have a lot of brand visibility because, as we get out there, the Vox Nero name is not yet a household name. And so when you can associate yourself and, uh, and get introductions through those that are, it's, it's very helpful. And so I've been, uh, and we've been, I think, um, it's been great so far, some of the extraordinary people and organizations that we're connected with that are, are helping with our early foray into the US. We've got a great um, channel partner who's already brought deals to the table that uh, we signed down in the U.S. We've found a great um, organi small organization that has extremely um, fulsome knowledge of the U.S. billing system, which is crucial for any healthcare company that is going to go and be successful. You have to know how the billing system works and so that when you are uh, 
uh, then selling to your customers that they're clear on what they're going to be the revenue that they're going to be able to uh, to generate out of it. Um, we've got a, a great supplier of our, our EEG hardware, um, the largest in the world, actually. And so they've they're excited about what we're doing because they see us doing some things that that no one else they've worked with has done before. So getting those relationships in place that helps you then attract talent um, that you're going to bring in yourself. And uh, that's, that's where we're going now. So we're right in the middle actually of, uh, of, of a raise. Um, and so the, the investors that we're talking to are, are hugely excited about what our, what our prospects are. And they, in turn, even some of them who have not even yet made the commitment are making introductions to other potential members of, of our expanding network, um, which has been, which has been phenomenal for us. Exactly. We all have cholesterol tests. We all have, you know, hopefully cancer screening tests. And, you know, we don't have that same mindset uh, yeah. the pun for our brain. Yeah. And, so and, we'll and let me just take two seconds, John, and just build a little bit on how you described it. And so really what we do is we marry two things. And this is what our um, this is what our patent actually is, is all about, is we marry hooking you up to an EEG machine. So you get the electrodes on your head so that we're measuring your brainwave activity. And then we administer a neuropsychological test. And, and really that is one of the biggest things. So the neuropsychological tests, the kind of, you know, your pen and paper tests, you know, on a mm -hmm. scale of one to six, tell me this, or try and draw the clock. There's things like that. That's been in place since 1913. And that's been the standard. And it's a very subjective test. So I answer a bunch of questions. And out of that, you determine, well, your working memory is this and, and your other cognitive functions are that. What we're doing is while we're administering the test is we're measuring your brain activity and your brain waves that are going on. Think of it as like a lie detector test uh, for your brain. Um, some people, when you're asked questions, you're thinking, okay, how should I answer this question in order to get the result I want? That's no, that's no good because your brain is already uh, is responding to what you're being asked to do. Uh, and so out of that is how we're able to determine very objectively. Um, it, it's not based on you thinking, I'll give you a seven out of 10 on that. It is, you get a score based on what your brainwave activity wow. is doing. And that's, that's just, again, not to go back too much on the leadership, but that's new leadership in, you know, a hundred year old process and technology. Absolutely. So leadership comes across through companies, values, and, and even the products and processes. Right. So, yeah. um, if you had to go back now, um, sort of jump in a little bit of all the leadership, you're talking to an 18-year-old, Doug Watt, young, vibrant. Um, what would you, what was some advice would you give back to him now? This is one of our standard questions because we find it's pretty insightful because it's the, you know, what, what, is, the, what is the current Doug Watt um, telling the younger yeah. Doug Watt? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. And it, it's interesting because I, I I think I, what I would, there's a couple things. And I would say it to myself as an 18 year old, and I've been saying it to a lot of individuals over the last number of years in particular. And there's, there's two main things, which is don't hold back. The number of times early in my career when I thought I knew the answer or, and thought I had the right thing to say, and I thought, ah, I don't want to look bad. And then minutes later, someone else stepped up and, and said the right thing. And, and answered the question and, and helped bring the group forward. And that's not about, oh, I, could, I had a chance to look good. It was, yeah, I, I actually know what I'm doing here. And yeah. so 
that would uh, that would have allowed me to validate a lot sooner that what I have to say is worth listening to. And so when I was with Deloitte, and a lot of organizations are this way, they're kind of hierarchical. When you're the junior person in the room, it's, you know, you're to be seen but not heard. And my advice to other people, my advice to the 18-year-old Doug would have been, if you've been invited into the room and you have not been told to sit there and keep your mouth shut, then your opinion is worth just as much as anybody else's. So if you've got something to say, say it. Awesome. And yeah. And you might be told later that was idiotic. That's fine. You've learned something. And so you now next time you're like, okay, not say, not open your mouth and blab every time. We all know people that feel like no matter what it is, they've got to say it. So there's a, there's a balance there. Um, and so that to me, that's, that's the biggest thing that, you know, what you're thinking is worthwhile and valuable to be, to be shared with others. And you'll learn over time more. And that's another part of leadership, right? Is to speak when you need to, not because you think everyone else wants to hear you. Exactly. Yeah. That's that trusting yourself and speaking your mind and then being, have the intelligence to emotional intelligence to understand when to listen yeah. and what is the right timing for content and making your point. But those are nuances to that. But I think gen you know, generally what you're saying is yeah. be confident, speak your mind. Um, you're smart. You, you can yeah. do this. And, and, uh, and, and then the other thing that goes with that, John, and it's very, it's, it's related is, is pick your battles and, and pick the hills you're willing to die on. There are times, and I, I am, have gotten better at this, and this doesn't, not just business, in your personal life as well. Yeah, there are times you might think you're right, the other person's wrong, and I've got to, it's like, so what? You know, the point might be so irrelevant that really, are you going to take a room full of eight or 10 or 15 people and stretch out a, a meaningless conversation for another 10 minutes just so you can make the point that you're right? It's like, yeah. that. that's another big piece of it which comes back to you know know when to speak and and know when it's uh, it's worth speaking about yeah one of my um old bosses said if we're generally going west we're okay we don't need to go down an exact road and path to get yeah. to the west coast yeah use the sort of expansion across north america metaphor yeah. but yeah. um quick question before we get into our last question which is um you know we've spoken a little bit about this but just improving the talent on your team. Obviously, we're in the talent business, either through yeah. HR consulting, through our um, assessment process, which is similar to yours in a way that we're looking for, um, you know, data-driven information on, on current employees or candidates, and then bringing in um, exceptional talent through retained search. So how are you doing that on your side now? You talked about a, a, a youthful um, group around you. Right. How is that happening? Word of mouth a lot, I would imagine right now. Couple, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a couple there. So word of, word of mouth as well. I mean, we do, we are forming a, a pretty remarkable network um, as in part through, through the raise that we're doing right now, like we're getting access to some very senior people who are very excited about what we're doing. And then in turn um, are giving us access to their network. And so we are at that stage now where there are some, uh, some other leadership roles that we've identified need to be filled whether it be on a fractional basis or full-time basis that we are they're identifying. But then we do have to grow kind of from the ground up as well um, with that. And it's a combination of, of retained search and, and word of mouth introductions. And we've, and some of the more junior level jobs we have posted and we found some, some very good people. Uh, and a big part of it is it's not about people 
who, who want to come in and, and make a huge salary today. It's about people who are, I won't just say like-minded because you need people who aren't just going to agree with you all the time. You want some differing viewpoints, but, but are, are like acting in terms of they bring passion and enthusiasm and they understand the big picture about what we're trying to do. Um, we've had uh, one individual, she just recently graduated and she's really good. I just, I want to be part of what you do. I don't care what the role is. I just want to be part of it. And she has the background. And so, you know, that enthusiasm is something that is, uh, is a big part of what we're looking for um, that we are, as we grow the organization and as we look to put ourselves out there, um, because we need people that are not going to just fit inside a box right now. No one, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I'm doing this and only this at Vox Nero today. There is stuff that you're constantly being asked to stretch your elbows and push the, uh, push sure. the roof up to take off. Yeah. Small companies, you're never going to have defined roles like you are at a major company yeah. or a large company. It's yeah. it's be fungible. You have to play different positions. You have, you have to have the right attitude. Yeah. Um, exciting time. So last and, question. You mentioned, sorry. Yes. Uh-huh. You did mention retained search. Yes, we are going to be um, um, looking at some very specific retained search uh, roles as well, um, especially as we focus so much in the U.S. market that there's areas that, you know, not you can't always get there uh, in, in the two degrees of separation where, you know, someone who can introduce you to the person that you need. It's yeah. not always going to be that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always a balance between all the different ways to, to grow the talent in your organization. So the last question for you, uh, if you go back in time to any period of time throughout history and have a drink with an exceptional leader, who would you pick to meet with? What questions would you ask the leadership and what beverage of choice would you have with that person? So <laughs> I did give you a heads up on this. So yeah. did, did you get a, a chance to think yeah, about yeah. it a little bit? Yeah. So, and it's interesting. It, it, and I'm not sure that this individual is someone that you would right off the bat think of as a leader, um, but having watched a documentary about him, I just I really was struck by uh, the quiet leadership that he had and then uh, what accomplished, and it's Albert Einstein. So, you know, we all know Albert is sort of one of the fathers of the, of the uh, atom bomb, if you will. Um, but documentary I watched was more about his early life and how you know, he took some positions and stances that were not okay at the time and, and allowed others who wouldn't normally have gotten a chance to do things and, and accomplish things and, and come and study. And so I was really struck by, he did what he knew was right, uh, not what he had, not what was conformist in order for him to be able to succeed. Exactly. Uh, and, it, and it cost him a little bit, actually, but he, at the end of the day, he still he still kept on that path um and in terms of you know the what i would ask him would be different from that and because you know we look at what his his greatest accomplishment was and then what it led to and i would um so first off it would it would be a cognac with him he wasn't a big drinker but he said he would sit and sip a cognac every now and then and, and get out of it and who doesn't <laughs> love sitting and sipping a cognac every now and yeah then. exactly exactly um but, you know, the question I would ask him, it's not just about leadership, it would be two. One would be any regrets. And that might be a bit of a cliche question, but, you know, for someone who worked so hard towards what he thought was going to be um, life-changing, and it was, 
but it, it's probably the one of the best examples of something that has had a lot of positive come out of it, but also has a had negatives. a ton of negative come out of sure. it. And, you know, on the balance, does he think, does he think it, uh, it all worked out in favor? Um, and, and the other thing, just from a leadership perspective, it would have been, you know, you, you cost yourself your own, some of your own success in your career because of what you did, because you, and I said, would you do that? You know, do you, any regrets around that as well? That specifically. I'd be yeah. curious to know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting sort of the regret because those are things you've learned from, right. And some a leader, yeah. I did this, I should have done that. And then uh, really around courage, I think, as, as you spoke there, it's really around, you know, the courage to do the right thing that you think is the right thing. Right. And that's, uh, uh, I think, sort of one of the items on leadership that's really important is to take the courage to go there. Even if you're wrong, that's fine. But you, having a point of view and taking a direction is uh, it gives people, yeah. you know, a stake to work from. So interesting. Yeah. I don't, yeah, and, and plus his hair. Are, if you were with him with that hair, it would be fantastic. I would yeah. ask him with the hair too. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. and 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 you know, you and I, you and I both know someone that we've played around into a golf with that we're pretty sure one way or another is related to Albert. He's related, absolutely, with that hair. So, um, Doug, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Best of luck at Vox Neuro. Awesome. Your background is going to set them up with some some great leadership background and skills and. And I know you will be successful and, I, and I, uh, I hope all the best for you. Perfect. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Great chatting with you. Thanks, Doug. Have okay. a great day. Thanks for listening. This edition of Exceptional Leaders has been powered by Forward Task Group, leaders in executive search, outsourced human resources and assessments.